2: Welcome to Throwback Trivia Take Down, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees.
0: I'm your co host, John Spees.
2: And we have got two first time players on today's episode. In one corner, his nostalgic knowledge is mind blowing. That must be why they call him Luke the Nuke Leavenworth. Luke, please say, <laughs> tell us about yourself and, uh, yeah, whatever you want to tell us.
3: Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm a high school math teacher from the Chicagoland area uh, and really excited for today. Looking forward
2: to it. Cool. We are excited to have you on. And we are also excited to have our other contestant. If you say her name three times in a mirror, she'll appear and whip your butt in trivia. It's Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary Randazzo. Mary, please tell us a little bit about yourself
4: uh yeah i am a uh ortho lab tech from st louis missouri who likes to do art more than she likes her day job so
2: people for john and i i can speak for people who podcast so much as we do uh as opposed to our real day jobs yeah we prefer hobbies if we can (laughs) so all right uh let's let everybody know about our rules
1: Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round 2 consists of the same 10 categories, but this time, your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomised from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown.
2: Before we get started with our game, I want to know y'all just a little bit better. And what I've decided today is I want you to create your perfect pizza. And whichever pizza I want to eat most is who gets to go first. So let's start with Luke.
3: I don't I don't know if you're going to like this very much at all. Uh, super ultra, ultra thin crust. Uh, lots of cheese. Like a medium amount of sauce. And then, hmm. Like half the time I'm tempted just to go with cheese. But uh, let's let's do uh, a little bit of some fine gourmet sausage on top and call it a day.
2: Okay.
4: All right. Um, so I, being from St. Louis, I am also a fan of the super thin crust pizza with, you know, just the, the right amount of sauce, not too much. I do like mozzarella more than I like like a provolone, although provolone on a pizza is good. Um, but then I, my go-to is always, uh, pepperoni and bacon and the pizza has to be well done. So like the cheese gets like a nice golden Brown. Okay. This is
2: a tough one. Cause y'all had similar pizzas. except for
4: one added extra meat,
2: uh, but once it a little bit extra, cu- uh, cooked, Y'all both picked incorrectly with thin crust, um, but <laughs> just kidding. Um,
3: my, my, my my Chicago forebears have already disowned me. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected from the Chicago. Yeah, I. You know what? When in
2: doubt, you added some bacon, Mary. You get to go first. That right. was, was a good choice. <laughs> right. All right, Mary, pick your category for round one.
4: Um. Let's start with. I don't know, toys and games.
0: And your decade is the 60s. Versions
2: of the yo-yo have been around since 500 BC. But in 1962, this company boosted their popularity when they launched the first national yo-yo contest.
4: I'm going to guess Duncan. Duncan is correct.
2: Well done.
4: Luke,
3: which category would you like? Uh... My pizza tastes notwithstanding. Let's go with food.
0: (laughs) And your decade is the 70s.
2: Okay. In the 70s, Campbell's Soup launched their first product geared specifically towards men. In 1997, it became the official soup sponsor of the NFL, featuring NFL stars in the Mama's Boy campaign. What is the branding for this variety of Campbell's? Is this just Chunky Soup? It is Chunky. (sighs) Dudes like it Chunky. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Mary, we are back at you. Which category would you like?
4: Um, How about... Let's go literature.
2: And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. This X-Men made her first appearance in 2007. She was the first mutant born after M-Day. She has been a vessel for the Phoenix Force and shares her last name with her adoptive father, Cable, and his father, Cyclops.
4: Um... Well, crap, because the only comics I was reading in 2007 were Deadpool. It's um,
2: a good choice.
4: Mm-hmm. I think I have heard of the character, but I don't think I will be able to name her. So we are going to name a different comic book character and say Nyx.
2: Nyx is incorrect. Mm-hmm. All right, Luke, you get a chance to steal.
3: Yeah, so I'm afraid my X-Men knowledge ends with the ending of the 1990s cartoon series. Um, So, uh,
2: could you give me the question one more time, please? Of course. This X-Men made her first appearance in 2007. She was the first mutant born after M-Day, has been a vessel for the Phoenix Force, and shares her last name with her adoptive father, Cable, and his father, Cyclops.
3: Um, Let's just go something totally out of left field, because this isn't going to be right. Let's say uh, Comic-Con. I don't know.
2: Comic Con is incorrect. <laughs> right? No. Uh, maybe it would help if you know her father is uh Nathan uh, Nathan Summers and his father is Scott Summers. But being the first born, the first uh, mutant born after M Day when Scarlet Witch said no more mutants and caused a whole bunch of ruckus, she is named Hope Summers.
4: Hope. Summers. I could no. have said the Summers part, but I didn't. Yeah, it
2: needed. I needed both. I, I needed think both, you anyway. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to Need more. <laughs> Because honestly, when it comes to X Men, like half of them, their last name is Summers, <laughs> right? It seems. <laughs> so. All right, uh, we are with Luke. Which uh, which category would you like next? Uh, let's pull movies. Okay,
0: and we're going all the way back to the fifties.
2: Oh boy! Okay. Always ready for a close-up, this founding father of American cinema died in 1959. He directed 50s films like The Ten Commandments and The Greatest Show on Earth.
3: Uh, Cecil DeMille, Cecil B. DeMille, I think.
2: Cecil Cecil B. DeMille is correct. Right. Ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Nice one. Okay. All right, Mary, we are back with you.
4: Um, let's try, I don't know, fashion.
0: And we're staying in the 50s. Oh, good. Uh, Okay.
2: (laughs) This coat was neatly tailored and fit close to the body through the waist before widening at the bottom. It usually had buttons from the chest to the waist or could be double-breasted. Large pleats on the back added extra room and created movement as a woman walked.
4: Um... I can picture it and I do love them and I'm not entirely certain what they're called. I'm going to guess a peacoat. A peacoat is
2: incorrect. Yeah. All right, Luke, how was your fifties uh, female fashion?
4: Uh, it's
3: funny because my description and my rationale was going to be like word for word, what Mary's was, I know what it looks like. And I have no idea what it's called. Uh, and I was going to say peacoat if it got to me. So, uh, I'm going to honor that and say peacoat once again and know that I
2: don't have a shot at it. <laughs> it was wrong the first time, but it's correct this time. I'm just kidding. No, it's it is <laughs> oh, wrong again. Rigged. No, uh, well, the peacoat, this was this was uh, widening at the bottom was the real big thing using pleats. Um, Jackie Kennedy uh, fairly famously wore these they and and as they moved for as women walked, uh, they were called swing coats because they would swing, sometimes also called princess coats.
4: That makes sense. They are fun. Like, I think I made close to one for a costume once. And the twirling and the spinning is fun.
2: I know. I love mine. Okay. All right. We are back with Luke, I believe. And left we have
0: music, um, TV, news and politics,
2: <laughs> slang, music. sports. And we're going to music.
0: And we're going to the 90s. Oh, and
2: guess what? That means we're taking a trip to the throwback lounge. That means I get to lounge sing a song, and you have to tell me the band of this 1991 number one hit. Here is the dome, back with the bass. The jam is live in effect, and I don't waste time on the mic with a dope rhyme. Jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump. Hey! I always like to end with a hey.
3: I appreciated the hey. That didn't help me any though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not actually a lyric.
3: <laughs> no, I appreciate that content also. Um, let's go. I don't. I don't have a good handle on this, and I feel like I should. And I feel like as soon as I hear it, um, gosh, let's go with with the Godfather himself, LL
2: Cool J. LL Cool J is incorrect. Oh. Mary, you get a chance to take this one.
4: Is there any way I can get you to at, at least? Give me the lyrics again.
2: <laughs> yes, and I, uh, as, as people have asked before, I will not no longer just say the lyrics. I've got to sing it again, so you're going to get them sung. So okay. everyone out there, you are lucky to hear this twice. Here is the dome, back with the bass. The jam is live in effect, and I don't waste time. On the mic with a dope rhyme, jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump. Hey! I really forced that hay at the end. I mean there's no reason <laughs> no reason to do that, but you know
4: uh yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna guess the Beastie Boys and-
2: y'all were both close kind of on the um, the hip-hop sound vibe. John, do you want to do the actual lyrics on this one at all? Everybody dance now <laughs> everybody well I don't know if that's the right oh, song is that- no <laughs> the, yeah. song, the song is gonna make you sweat. Yeah, yeah but okay. everybody dance now so is the everybody, group. Now, everybody Yes, yes. So it's CNC the uh, Here is factory? the dome. Yeah. Back with the yeah. bass. The jam is live and in effect, and I don't waste time. Yeah. On the mic with yeah. the Brown. prime. Jump to the rhythm. Jump, jump, jump to jump the rhythm. Jump. jump. Yep. Yes, it is CNC Music Factory. Nice work. Well, all right. Okay. Got, <laughs> all right.
3: We got, got a barn burner going.
2: Yeah, wow. it's, it's okay. We <laughs> got some tough ones. Uh, Mary, what would you like? Maybe we can get back on track with some more points.
4: I guess uh, let's try let's try slang.
0: And we're going to the two thousands. Okay. This
2: word came into popular use after the two thousand and eight Great Recession, as many made the best of their time off without spending the money on costly travel.
4: Uh, was that a staycation?
2: It is a staycation. let work. We have. TV, news and politics, and sports left. Which one would you like, Luke? I'll take TV. That sounds good. Okay.
0: And we're going to the 90s.
2: Okay. In the 90s, you knew exactly where this character was. Near his best friend, Eddie Winslow, in episodes of the ABC sitcom Family Matters.
3: So you're looking for the friend of Eddie Winslow? I'm just, I just,
2: yeah. Yep, I'll say that one more time. In the yep. '90s, you knew exactly where this character was near his best friend Eddie Winslow in episodes of the ABC sitcom Family Matters.
3: All right, just want to make sure because I almost said Urkel, but I think this is Waldo. I think this is Buddy Waldo.
2: It is Waldo. Geraldo Faldo is his full name. That's right. <laughs> Waldo, it is all right, Mary. It is uh, your pick, and you get to decide if you want news and politics, or you want sports, or which one you want to leave for Luke.
4: Uh, I will take news and politics.
2: Okay, and
0: we're staying in the '90s. Okay, in
2: 1994, NAFTA came into force. It was signed by Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. It formed one of the largest exchange blocks in the world by gross domestic product. What does NAFTA stand for?
4: Okay, um, I think it's the is it the is it the North American Free Trade Alliance.
2: The North American Free Trade Alliance is incorrect. Luke, you get a chance to take this.
3: I think it's the North American Free Trade Agreement, if
2: I think. Off by one word. It is the North American Free Trade Agreement. Okay. All right. He gets the steal and he gets sports, but he was avoiding sports like the plague. So uh, we'll see if it uh, (laughs) benefits him or not.
0: And we're going all the way back to the 50s.
2: That's why I was avoiding it. I I feel this is a tough one, but here we go. This Hall of Fame quarterback was a three-time NFL champion in 1950, 54, and 55, the NFL MVP in 51, 53, and 55, and his number 14 was retired by the Cleveland Browns.
3: I don't have a good grasp on this. Uh, I would have said Johnny Unitas, maybe, but I think he's more. I, I think of him with the Baltimore Colts. Uh, I'm going to say another random name from the deeper recesses of my brain. I still don't think it's right. Let's go with Sid Luckman.
2: Sid Luckman is incorrect. Yeah. Mary, can you steal Bondi, the blank face that I'm seeing? <laughs> it doesn't look like it.
4: No, no, uh, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Um, so I'm going to throw out the other name that he said and say Unitas because I don't have a, any logic.
2: Yeah, that's a good tactic, but it is not yeah. Johnny Unitas. That's cool. Nope. I mean, this guy is uh, was one of the most dominant quarterbacks of his time, but I actually didn't really know his name. But that's just my ignorance to a lot of sports trivia as well. His name is Otto Graham. Oh, yeah. Otto Graham. All right. Okay, that is the end of round one. John, could you please give us our score updates?
0: All right, Luke has a little bit of a lead. He has 40 to Mary's 20, but anything can happen in round two.
2: Yep, we have seen comebacks much bigger than that before. All right, so Mary got to go first in round one, so that means Luke, you get to pick for Mary in round two.
3: Well, I think it'd only be fair to throw sports right
2: back, right? (laughs) Completely valid.
0: And we're finally
2: going to the 80s. Okay. At the nineteen eighty four Olympics in Los Angeles, Mary Decker collided with this barefooted eighteen year old South African who had controversially been granted British citizenship.
4: I I am vaguely aware of this story and I have no idea, so I'm I'm not gonna try. I don't know.
2: Okay. Do not know. Luke, can you steal it? Can you give me the question one more time? I'm sorry. Yep. At the nineteen eighty four Olympics in Los Angeles. Mary Decker collided with this barefooted 18 year old South African who had controversially been granted British citizenship.
3: Yeah, again, say aware of the story, uh, no name attached. Um, throw a name out there though, because I know it, it, it's wrong though. I'm, I'm going to say Wilma Rudolph, which is totally not even accurate by any stretch.
2: Wilma Rudolph is totally not even accurate by any stretch, uh, <laughs> good, but good. that's all right. No, the correct answer I was looking for was Zola Budd. Zilla Bud.
4: Yeah.
2: Yep. All right, Uh, Mary. What would you like to give to Luke?
4: Um, I think news and politics was the other category that we both kind of held off on, so I'll do that. That it was.
0: And your decade is the '60s.
4: On July 30th, 1965,
2: this president signed the Medicare bill, ensuring medical coverage for U.S. citizens 65 years or older.
3: You said 1965. I did. Uh, I'm going to say LBJ, then.
2: Lyndon B. Johnson is correct. Getting a couple points. Can Mary get some of the points? But uh, you've got to give her a category to do so.
3: Um, <laughs> let's do movies. Okay.
0: And we're going to the 2000s. 2000s.
2: In 2001's Zoolander... Blue Steel is the look that made Derek Zoolander's career. But what is the totally super different looking look that he fires off at the end to stop Mugatu's ninja star and save the day?
4: You had to pick a movie I haven't seen. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I've never seen Zoolander. I don't. I don't know.
2: All right. Luke, what is your Zoolander knowledge like? So I remember that this took place
3: after the freak gasoline fight incident. Um, But, and I can't remember if there was more to it, but the word magnum is sticking in my head. So we'll go with
2: that. Magnum is correct. It was the glorious look of magnum. Okay. All right. Uh, Luke gets the steal, and that means Mary, you get to pick for him.
4: Um, uh, how about lit?
0: Literature. And your decade is the 60s.
2: And we've got a question from Jackie Lefave. Thank you very much, Jackie. We appreciate all the questions that you have submitted. This American cartoon strip began around the mid 60s. The diminutive, bald, barefoot, almost featureless title character is often drawn in just his shirt with no pants. One of the great appeals of the comic strip is how the main character deals with the endless stream of misfortunes which befall him on a daily basis.
3: I think I know this. Um, I'm trying to make sure, like, the name isn't getting mixed up in
2: my brain with something else. I'm going to go with Ziggy. Ziggy is correct. Nice. Nice. Alright, let's get some points Mary's way. Luke, what do you want to give her? Um, <laughs> Let's go
3: with... Oh, let's, we haven't done fashion yet. Let's do fashion.
2: And your decade is the 80s. 80s hair was so big and textured it required this massive fruit-shaped claw to hold it up in a ponytail.
4: Um, Was that a pineapple clip?
2: Pineapple clip is incorrect. Luke, can you steal? This is a banana clip. I've never. If if you you could see
3: me, like you would know that I don't need a banana clip ever. Uh, But I think that's what this is.
2: It is a banana clip. Okay, Luke gets the steal in fashion. Mary, what category would you like to give him?
4: Um, let's go with slang.
2: And your decade is the '60s. This rhyming phrase would come to define the late 60s and early 70s. It referred to the hippie ideal of peace, free love, and a respect for nature. My gosh,
3: why am I blanking? Can you read it one
2: more time? I can. This rhyming phrase would come to define the late 60s and early 70s. It referred to the hippie ideal of peace, free love, and a respect for nature. This
3: is flower power, right?
2: This is flower power. All right. Left, we have music, TV, toys and games, and food. Luke, what would you like to give to Mary?
3: Uh, let's do music, please. Okay.
0: We're staying in the 60s. Okay.
2: Clap, 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 clap. Let's go. This song is... Didn't actually begin in sports stadiums. It actually came from a 1961 number 19 hit called "Let's Go" by this band. I wonder if their opening act was a modem.
4: Um. Now I'm just going over that tune in my head and not actually coming up with the band. Um. Modem. I don't know. Um. And I, I, I can't even like. Pull anything out of your, your well-worded clue question hint thing. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't have an answer. <laughs> Shoot.
2: All right. Luke, can you take it? So I'm trying to like link that
3: modem clue to what would be a good band name and everything I come up with would be just a terrible band name, like broadband. Uh, it seems like just the worst idea ever. Um, let's see. Broadband 56 K uh, cable.
2: Can, can we do, can we try cable cable is incorrect. Yeah. And I certainly didn't say this was a good band name. It is a band name, uh, but no, they were called the routers, oh. the <laughs> routers. Right. So we have a modem and then you yep. have a router. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That
4: is, that is how that works.
2: Great no. clue. Nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah,
4: just had no idea.
2: Uh, okay, no points awarded, but our next category gets to go to Luke. Mary, which one are you throwing his way?
4: Uh, We'll give him, I guess, TV. Okay.
0: And your decade is the 50s.
4: Starting
2: in 1951, and running 20 years, this former vaudeville comedian served as host on his own comedy variety show, which provided him with the opportunity to play a wide variety of characters, including Clem Cadiddlehopper, Freddy the Freeloader, and Cauliflower McPug.
3: I know there's other names out there besides the one I'm going to say, but I can't... And I'm, If this is wrong, I'm going to know it. I'm going to know it, but... uh Let's just go with
2: Ed Sullivan. I don't have a better answer than that right now. Ed Sullivan is incorrect. Ed. Mary, you get a chance to steal.
4: Um. Hmm, this may be the wrong era, but I don't know. The only name that I'm thinking of right now is Newhart. Newhart
2: or Bob Newhart is incorrect. Yeah. I'm going to throw to John to see. I can see wheels turning. Do you think you know this one?
0: Uh, I don't.
2: Okay. I'm looking for Red Skelton. Oh, yeah. Uh, Red Skelton. Yep, 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 yep. 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 Okay. All right. We have toys and games and food left. And uh, which one is going to go to Mary, Mr. Luke? Uh, Of
3: those two, I'll save toys and games for me, so I'll give her food.
2: Okay.
0: And your decade is the 90s. 90s. This
2: lollipop was introduced in 1998, and it had an infectious ad jingle, including the lyrics, Just lick the pop, dip it, and shake it, then lick it again. What was the name of this candy that sounded like it was meant for infants?
4: Can you say that one more time, sir?
2: I can. I just love singing on the show, obviously. (laughs) This lollipop was introduced in 1998 and had an infectious ad jingle, including the lyrics, Just lick the pop, dip it, and shake it, then lick it again. What was the name of this candy that sounded like it was meant for infants?
4: Oh, this does not sound familiar, which is odd. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say ring pop because those were fun, but I don't think it's right.
2: Ring pops were fun. They were awesome, but it is incorrect. Luke, you get a chance to steal.
3: Yeah, this was this was like one of the best jingles. It was baby bottle pop,
2: baby bottle pop. Yeah, just lick the pop, dip it and shake it. Yeah, I don't remember Lick that it again, though. baby <laughs> bottle pop. Had to keep going, baby well bottle pop. Yeah, it is baby bottle pop. Nice. All right, and our last question is going to Luke, and that is in toys and games. And your decade is the '90s. With this plush teddy from the '90s. You can draw on it with a special marker, give it a wash, and draw again.
3: My sister is going to kill me. She had one of these. I remember her getting this for Christmas, and I have no idea on the name. Um, Let's go with something that probably was on the cutting room floor of the ad agency. Let's go with the Rewash-A-Bear.
2: rewash bear is incorrect. Yeah. All right, Mary, can you take it?
4: No, because I'm pretty sure that I also had one, but also oh, no. don't remember oh, what no. it's called. Um, it was not a favorite toy, but I, I, I don't know if I had one or if my sister had one. I don't know. I, I definitely remember them. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a doodle bear. Maybe that is the exact answer. It is yes. a doodle bear. Nice work. <laughs> Oh,
2: okay. (laughs) Good work. Holy moly. Woo, what a good pull at the end. John, that is also the end of round two. Could you please give us our score updates?
0: That we have a little bit of a runaway. Luke has one hundred and Mary has thirty going into the final round. But she got Doodle Bear, and that's freaking awesome. (laughs) So
2: Wagering can go anyway you know you never know what people are gonna do and so uh let's figure out where, how we're gonna get to our wagers but first we got to know what categories and decades we're gonna go into them Luke since you are in the lead which category would you like as a part of our final
3: all right so I didn't expect to go 0 for two in sports um but that scared me away from that uh so let's 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 bring back toys and games please
0: and the decade will be the 80s.
4: All right. Um, Didn't do that. I think I'll do literature.
0: Do literature, okay. Yeah. And your decade is the '70s. All
2: right. So if y'all could put down your wagers based on '80s toys and games and '70s literature. Baby bottle pop,
4: baby (laughs) bottle pop.
2: Just yeah, it gets in there. I do remember
4: that now. I just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my rage is written down, so...
2: Okay. I'm good to go. Okay. Let's get things started off. And in 80s Toys and Games, we've got a question from Ian Schultze. Ian Schultze, uh, I just found out that your last name go by Schultze, and I've been calling you Schultz for, like, many episodes now. You could have just told us that that was how you pronounce your last name, buddy. Um, but, <laughs> oh, well... All right, we'll get it right next time, and I'm getting it right now, so. Okay, anyway, released in 1986, what human-like doll had a simulated speech capability similar to Teddy Ruxpin, and whose catchphrases included, are we having fun or what, and I'll be talking to you, if you're quiet and listen real close, you can hear it. And your 70s literature question. In this 1979 novel by William Styron, the title character must pick between the lives of her two children while imprisoned in the Nazi concentration camp, Auschwitz. Well, that was a fun one to read, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. Do either of you need uh, either of the questions read again?
3: Can you say the first one one more time, please?
2: i can released in 1986 what human like doll had a simulated speech capability similar to teddy ruxpin and whose catchphrases include included are we having fun or what and i'll be talking to you if you're quiet and listen real close you can hear it i just
3: keep imagining those in a doll's voice and i'm terrified that something that sounds funny.
2: <laughs> are we having fun or what thanks Especially like if, like if it used a tape like Teddy Ruxpin and it got a little old, it would get really demonic <laughs> sounding. Yeah.
4: My problem is I'm just hearing it in like Barney's voice and that's yeah. not helpful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, while our contestants are thinking, uh, I'm just going to remind everybody out there. Uh, make sure you check out beefopnetwork.com for all the different shows that we've got. We've got about, I think, seven different shows on the network and they're fantastic. If you like nostalgia. If you like Seinfeld, listen to one that uh, I do, where it's an episode-by-episode breakdown. If you like kind of more horror-freaky movies, listen to Podcasting After Dark. If you like all things nostalgia, listen to Talking Back. Listen to mine and John's show, Blast From Our Past, which is fantastic uh, overall nostalgia things. And also listen to Action Action, where they're going through every single action movie they can find. And listen to People Don't Forget, uh, which is a great overall kind of year breakdown of a specific topic. All right? Let me know when y'all are good. Yeah, mine's about as good as it's going to get. Yeah, okay. I,
4: we're not getting closer, so.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All
4: right, Mary, as you were behind,
2: uh, let's start off with your 80s toys and games and your 70s literature answers.
4: God, this is this is fun because I, I really don't know uh, either of these. Um, so we're making some really random guesses. Uh, in terms of 70s lit, the only, I haven't read the book. I know that. So we're picking a book with a title that sounds like it might be that. Um, and I'm going with Sophie's Choice. And then for the, the doll, the only thing I can think of maybe is uh, we're going to say Hushabye Baby.
2: Okay. All right, Luke. And what about your answers?
3: Uh, I also went with Sophie's Choice. Uh, I haven't read the book. I honestly haven't seen the movie either, but it seemed the most as a logical guess. Uh, and I went with Chucky for the toys and game. I couldn't get away from how creepy that doll sounded. So.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: All right. Well, the 1979 novel by William Styron, uh, where the lady had to pick between her two children in Auschwitz was Sophie's choice. Good job on that. And the 1986 human like doll that was creeping out everybody. Um, the hint was if you can, uh, if you're quiet and listening real close, you can hear it. And that is sometimes when you're quiet, particularly at night, you can hear crickets. It was named Cricket. It was a terrible name for a human doll. <laughs> oh, I'm not right? going to lie. I looked at it and I was like, really? Because I had, to <laughs> when Schultz put in the uh, question, I was like, no way. They're not going to make a, a, you know, a, a human doll named Cricket. Yep. That's so they did.
3: I remember those little glowworm things from the 80s, but that, that oh, was yeah. the closest I could get. Yeah. yeah I, yep. I, but I. That was obviously not it, but yeah, no, no nowhere. You're
4: cricket. I, I I I remember Teddy Ruxpin too, but yes. not not this other not thing. Not the cricket. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, neither
2: contestant getting their wagers. Uh, Mary, what did you bid?
4: Well, since there was really no penalty for not betting everything, I bet everything.
2: All right. And Luke, what did you bid? I did just
3: about nearly the opposite. I just went with one whole point on the way to <laughs> here.
0: Right.
2: All right, John, could you, you do the math and let us know our final scores?
0: <laughs> with a final score of 99 to 0, Luke is the winner.
2: All right. Yay! Woo! Well 99 played. problems, but a loss ain't one. Good <laughs> job, Luke. Thank you. Okay. Awesome time. You guys were a lot of fun. Um, Mary, could you just uh, remind us a little bit more about yourself or just kind of say anything that you want to talk about before we end our episode?
4: Oh, I hate this part. I never remember that this part is coming. And I always am like, ah, Um, I guess just right now I'm thinking mostly about the fact that I have. Uh, things that I really want to do, upcoming convention seasons in the fall, and costumes I'm working on. And I would really like to be able to do them. So it would be awesome if people could like wear a mask, be safe, try to slow this thing down so that I don't have to cancel Halloween plans. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
2: If you're not vaccinated, do it. Why are you not vaccinated? Please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, and Luke, anything you want to mention?
3: Yeah, as a public school teacher who just went back to school this week with twenty six hundred kids in our building, please, please do all of those above things. Uh, on on another kind of in another vein, uh, my wife is uh, a program coordinator for a nonprofit that is a diaper bank. So a lot of people I had never heard about a program like this. Uh, tons of families who can't afford diapers and those kinds of necessities. The pandemic exacerbated that even more. So if you could find a local diaper bank and donate, that would be awesome.
2: Both worthy causes. And uh, that is our episode for today. So for John, I'm Adam. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown.
1: Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to takedown at gmail.com Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.